welcome to The Roundtable. This is episode 111. I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church, And this is Mike Hill. He is our lead pastor. And we have a very, very special guest today. She's actually <laughs> one of our guests that have come the farthest away, I believe. Yeah. All the way across you the country really don't almost. Know that, but it, what do you mean? You don't know that she's the farthest away. What do you mean? Yes, it's I do. It's a good thing to say. No, she is. I know that for a fact. She's been our farthest one. Okay. But this is Kim Bido. Bido. Bedo. Bedo. Yeah. I knew I was going to get it wrong. Yeah. That's actually practicing last is, night. People usually, yep. I bet. It's okay. Bedo. It's okay. From? Bedo. I mean, you got I mean, to go through the whole. And Buffalo, uh, right? Yeah. It's it's actually called Friendship New York, so we are almost two hours south of Buffalo. Okay, okay. Yep. Are you a Buffalo Bills fan? I am. Are you really? Yeah. Well, you've been happy lately. I know. You guys have had some <laughs> Just good Just lately, team. though. <laughs> <laughs> we had a run for a while, yep. and then it disappeared, but now... Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah, you're back. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Why are they not good or something, or no, were they not, really but now, now they are? Josh are they... Allen's their quarterback. Everybody yeah. loves him, and they've done a really good job. I mean, they had a run for... I mean, they were the only team that went to the Super Bowl like four times in a row and lost. Wow. Yeah. Hey, but they got there. That's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah. That's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So do you go up to Buffalo ever? I've just, I never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, Very rarely, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We don't usually go up. I mean, now that online shopping is so much easier, you know, it's it's easier just to shop online. So back in the day when the kids needed school clothes, we'd go to Buffalo or something to shop. That's the closest? Yeah, to get anything decent is, is wow. Buffalo or Erie. Wow. Yeah, Rochester is about the same distance. So we're kind of in the middle of all of that. So right. either direction we go is is about the same. So are you impressed with Niagara Falls? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is that a question? It's not that impressive. <laughs> we that? went to, when yeah. we would go up, that was one of the things we did is we went to Niagara Falls. And I'm like, it was kind of like the Grand Canyon. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean yeah, it is impressive? Like, what? The Ni- Niagara Falls. Listen, I, okay, this random. Did you see it? No. Yes, I have. When I was younger, I like, went in the boat and went under it and wore the under rain it. raincoat. Yeah, they take you, like, around it. I don't remember. Right the mist. Yes, yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you go under but it, listen, but you might get close enough to be misted. Thing to go over the Niagara Falls was a cat in a like barrel, and then a woman went, and she was the first person to go and live over it. So after that little thing that I went on my Google search, then I went on to find like so many other people try to do it, but nobody's tried to do it since the fifties or sixties. I can't remember. Like you just did this search reg like lately. <laughs> yes, yeah, Who like actually recently. Researches people going over Niagara Falls. I, I was looking at Niagara Falls for some reason, and then I'm like, oh. I wonder who's been over it. And I just wanted to know the weird things. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the nostalgia of you see the falls, then you want to go to the Canadian border, and then you go over there and you eat, and you realize it's way expensive. And you're like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah but they have good really caramel. Much, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had their caramel? Who? Niagara uh, Falls Canada's? caramel? <laughs> no, Canada's. <laughs> they have, like, this hard brick caramel. It's so good. You've Put been in the to freezer. Canada, too? Yeah. Wow. More you know. <laughs> so wait, why don't you like it? Is it because you're oh, I don't around say it. it? Nope, I didn't. It's not that I don't like it. It's just I feel like people find it as this huge thing to come and see, and you kind of see it, and then you're done. Yeah. You know, there's not, it's, I feel like it's just something easy and quick, and mm-hmm. maybe because I've been there so much. It's a tourist but, trap. Yeah. That's what it is. A tourist trap. Yeah, you get people so. there, and it's, yeah. And you look at it, and you're like, I don't know. Maybe other people impressed. I yeah. wasn't impressed. The Grand Canyon, the first look was like, wow, that's cool. Like, 
How and many different views time? of the same hole can you get? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Niagara, you know, they trapped me. Like you get there and you see the falls and then or see the uh, Grand Canyon, and then they're like, "Oh, you got to take a train, a permits trail, and it costs twenty dollars a person." And then yeah, they, that'd be cool. Like, hey, look at this stop, and I'm like. Uh, <laughs> looks like that looks like the same hole yeah. okay let's wow. go to the next stop and the next stop and guess what's at the top mm-hmm. a gift store that your kids <laughs> well, can't get, your kids can't get out you of probably can't with, exit yeah. without going through it yeah yep. you got to go through the gift store and <laughs> then take a bunch of money from you for stuff that's going to fall apart yeah anyway that's off the subject <laughs> so kim tell us a little bit about you so i live in a little town called uh, friendship new york and when i say little the local school has i think maybe 10 or 11 kids that graduate Whoa. high school. So my town is really little. My kids actually went to school out of district, but um, I live on a bee farm with my husband and my oldest daughter and her husband and the grandbaby live right down the road. They have another daughter that attends HU. Um, and a funny story, so I've only ever been prior to my tailor coming out here to Indiana one time, and that one time we were robbed. <gasps> what? <laughs> Somebody so from a, New York know, has never been robbed. They come yes. to Indiana and they get robbed. So, yeah. I mean, the stigma always the same. Go to New York, you get robbed. Nope. Right. Come to Indiana. Yeah, so that was many years ago. We were on our way home from Oklahoma. We were in Oklahoma City for a horse show. Stopped in, I'll probably pronounce it wrong, so if I offend somebody, I'm sorry, but it's a Terre Haute or Terre Haute. Yeah, yeah, right. That was our stopover point um, for the night. And yeah, they took all of our stuff. Were you guys, you rode horses, showed horses? My oldest showed horses. Yeah, from the time she was, I think she started showing when she was six. Okay. Yeah. What discipline? um, She did English and Western. Oh, wow. um, But went to nationals as a Western rider. Really? So, yeah. So Western pleasure? Yep. Okay. Yep. So she grew up. Um, we thought it was a phase as a little girl. Every little girl loves horses. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we didn't own our farm. And so I had a friend with a horse, and she rode a little bit, and it just grew from there. So, wow. How'd you end yeah. up in the beef business? Is that always something your husband grew up with? So my husband always grew up uh, with farming. Like his uncle had a, just a small hobby farm. Okay. He grew up. So my husband has lived by himself since he was 16. Uh, and that was his first job was actually a dairy farm. And he just, he worked that dairy farm from Wait, the time he was. To, what did you say? He's lived by himself since he was 16? Yeah. Wow. What happened? Yeah. Well, his parents had split up when they were young. And his okay. mom, he lived with his mom. And okay. then his mom um, met somebody else when um, Shane was 16. And they were getting married and moving in together. And he chose not to move in. Like, he felt like that was weird. So. Yeah. He just stayed in their home that they had. and mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just funny when you say it, because you just go by it nonchalantly. Oh, yeah, my husband. Just, <laughs> yeah. He, he raised himself <laughs> since he was 16 years old. And I only say that. Can you imagine a 16-year-old today? No. Like, hey, here's a house. Just good luck and make it work. So, <laughs> no. So your no. husband's at 16 years old kind of started into the Yeah, dairy. so that was his, his first job. And wow. you know, it worked out Because well dairy's big out in that area. Yeah. Is it, is it still big? Um, Pretty big. Like, yeah. we have a couple of farms now that have bought out a lot of the littler farms. No. You know, so that's unfortunate. But, um, so yeah, he's it's just always, I think, been part of him as far as that goes. It's not anything he was raised on, but he he loves it. And so that's how we got into the beef. The beef so business. did you meet him while I was... 16 years old and living in that house? No, no. I met him, how old were we? 20, I think we were 20 when we met. 21, maybe. Wow. So, yep. Hmm. And we started dating. I was very impressed. Like, his house was very clean. It was like, like there were some, like, the dust bunnies that, you know, that only people that are 
I know that you yep. get obsessed with, but um, you're like, oh, you know, you did a great job. So mm. that's impressive. Yeah. And how did you guys meet? So were you growing up as a farm girl and no. he's a farm guy and you went and milked cows together yeah. and got married? <laughs> That'd be really cute. We actually had just a group of mutual friends and we just oh. had kind of met through them. Okay. So, yep. Oh, that's exciting. Yep. So I'd actually known him prior to that, but only because like we had mutual friends. So yeah, that's kind of how that worked. So, Can we go back to the Terre Haute so. story? Terre Haute. Why well, can't even being say it right? Yeah. So oh. where did this happen at? Was it in your hotel room, your yeah. car? So apparently, <laughs> that was about the time where there were people who had come up with that great idea of intercepting your fobs. You know, they would intercept the fob, the transmission from your fob yeah. to your door. And so our horse show, everybody thinks we had a horse with us, but we didn't. Kaylin showed an, a program called IEA mm -hmm. through our local university. Um, and wherever you go to show, they supply the horse. So you have to choose out of a hat. And so it kind of makes, mm -hmm. the, oh, wow. it's supposed to make the, the playing field a little more even. It's based more on rider yeah. than horse. So we were on our way home. And Terre Haute just was our place that we kind of chose the first day to get to, you know, um, from Oklahoma City. And so we had rented a minivan because we just had a small car to drive across country. And so we rented a minivan and we locked that door with our fob mm -hmm. and didn't think much of it, you know. Yeah. And we went out the next morning and we I remember opening the hatch and like the little, like, I don't know, the little sunglass holders that run down the center, those were open. And I was like, that's weird. Oh my gosh. And then I, as things start to register, you realize, yeah. well, wait a second, like there's just, the suitcase is open. They didn't take the suitcase. They took everything out of the suitcase. They took... It was a bunch of stuff, and wow. so we, like, we called the police, and apparently it had been something that was happening quite frequently there. Oh, that's nice. They couldn't have told you. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> there was something going on in our parking yeah. lot. So, um, so yeah, they they took all of our stuff, and, you wow. know, it's it could have been a lot worse for sure, but, like, as it set in and our way home, I was like, you just feel, it's weird, but you almost feel violated. Like, yes. you were inside your no, stuff. I yes. Know. Taking your children's clothes. Yeah. They've... You know, just Still little weird. things like that that mm -hmm. you don't think of, you know, because we knew we were going to stay. So we packed a simple bag to just take into a motel room, yeah. thinking our car was locked and and uh, everything would be fine in there. But Stay wow. out of Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> to rob That's the moral of the story. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, so, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So what are you into now? Do you love the movies? Like, what are you excited about? What's going on in life? So in life, the most exciting, exciting thing is the grandbaby, of course. She just okay. turned one last week. She's, she's the best. Um, you know, we don't do a lot of movies. We don't do a lot of TV. I read a lot. Do you? What do yeah. you like to read? Um, a variety of things. I like a lot of true crime. Or yes. Like, <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's a woman thing, I think. A lot of true crime, a lot of historical fiction, um, but I really do read a variety of things, but okay. that's probably the biggest thing. Um, What's the last thing that you read or are reading? So actually I finished a book and I don't even know who the author is, to be honest with you. It was something I picked up on a clearance rack mm -hmm. um, and um, it was called Moon Girl Farm. It was really kind of a sappy story, but it was decent. Moon Girl <laughs> Farm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was pretty good, but um, you know, we don't do a lot outside of the farm and I know that sounds terrible, but that's the kind of the way we like it. No. You know, we right. have several groups of friends. We like to ride side by side sometimes on the weekends and do yeah. trail rides. Right. Um, but we both work off the farm. So when we get a chance to be home, we just kind of like it there. Yeah. yeah so, kind of your oasis. Yes. Yeah. Get away. And, mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Unless I'm driving to Indiana to see Taylor. Well, other <laughs> <Yeah. than that. laughs> Which you said is pretty often. Yeah. Probably more often than it should be. I usually am out here. You know, this year it's been a little different because she stayed all summer, but I usually try to come out at least twice a semester. Mm -hmm. So 
um, fall and, and spring semester, and then she's home for Christmas usually. I don't so. think that's too much. Oh, my <laughs> At <does>. all. <laughs> my husband does. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to take a weekend trip because usually I leave Friday night and I'm back on Monday. So it's like just a oh, little. So yeah. I can come out and hang out for a while. So, yeah. That's so nice. tell us, like, um, kind of your association with Life Church because I think that part's interesting. Yeah. So you came out with your daughter. Yep. Uh, she's going to HU came to life church yep but now kind of tell us your online experience and kind of what's going on with that because i think that's super interesting yeah yeah sure so i ended up here and i think the reason that i ended up staying connected was it was a little bit of a rough time in life at that point in time um but i came with taylor and i came out to see taylor and her friend group came to hu uh for church or i'm sorry to life for church that sunday and um I was actually going to leave that day, and she asked for me to stay to come wow. to church with her. So I did. And actually, um, Taylor was doing the mm. sermon that mm -hmm. day. And um, I had kind of been soul-searching for a while. Um, I just, like I said, it was a little bit of a rough time, and um, I needed something more... I needed something to speak to me, and it did that day. Mm. And I know that sounds a little bit silly. Doesn't. Um, I know that Taylor was speaking out of out of the book of James that day, but I can't tell you what the sermon mm. was about. I can't tell you what it was that made me feel that connection that day. And so from that point, I would log on at home. Um, and then one day, um, Nick, you know, after I had been logging on for several several months, had reached out to me mm -hmm. and asked if I would be interested in doing you know, just kind of being the online campus pastor, which my family laughed. They laughed at me so hard. They're like, what? <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. I gave him the, the okay to tell me if I suck and let me just, you know, I will bow out gracefully, I promise. Like I don't. Um, so yeah, that's how it's been. And I've been, I've met some great people. You mm -hmm. know, I did the um, Bible study this spring. Oh yeah. Um, or winter, I guess it was with some girls and um, it ended up being a very small group, but I made some great connections mm -hmm. through there um, and uh, that I still keep in contact with and, you know, just wow. social media or over anything like that. But did yeah. it start out big? Was it the grow night? So it started yeah, out with started the 30 really women. Yeah, and, and then I was you had to throw up when they told me that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to. And it ended up being very small. And I was okay with it. At first I was a little bit, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what did I do wrong? Because I, like, I never had that many that actually came. It, it was like, I think the most was like 15 maybe. Uh -huh. um, like the first night. And it kind of dwindled down from there. And then my Kaylin, my oldest daughter, she was like, Mom, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if no. there's three people, yeah. if there's one person. Obviously, that one person is meant to be here yeah. for you to meet. Yeah. So it was great. And, and that's how it ended up, you know, and that we've made some good connections and, and things like that. So. Yeah, so can you tell me, because I honestly don't know. So mm -hmm. do you have a home church and online as a supplement or do you do online together with your family? Like, how does sure. that all work? Mm -hmm. So I do not have a okay. home church. Um, it's... I've not been, I don't really even know what to, to say as far as the correct. We've never been people that went to church. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't grow up in a church. Um, I actually, we lived in a country growing up and there mm -hmm. was a little country church like just down the road from us. Mm -hmm. My mom grew up in a church and I think she probably would have taken us on Sundays to the little church. My dad and his family never did. It wasn't anything I ever recall anything them talking about, but my mom didn't drive and Sundays were were Sundays were at grandma's. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. she would had preferred to go there with us, you know, because otherwise she would just would have been home. And I think that was part of it. Um, 
And so growing up, I wasn't anything, I didn't really think much of it, I guess. It wasn't anything mm-hmm. that was part of our life. And I, you know, my mom, harvest dinner, you know, we'd go to harvest dinner at the little church, but that was really all there was. Right. And I think looking back, it seems a little funny to me, especially on my dad's side, because when my grams parents, so my great granddad and my great grandma, when they settled um, in there, it's called the Haskell Flats. It's a little tiny area, um, like in Portville, New York, they actually, my granddad actually built a church. And so the church still stands and people still use it. And there were six families. And so the six family, there's the stained glass windows. And so their Mm. last name is in that stained glass window. Wow. And so looking back, I've always thought it was kind of funny that that didn't carry over, you Mm. know, where the disconnect end, but growing up, it wasn't really ever anything I talked, you know, I, I really even knew. So it was very indifferent for me, you know? Um, and so, then in 21, that's when I came to Life Church. Was it was actually Halloween day? Halloween of 21 is my first time here. Wow. It was the first day that I was here, um, and at that point in time, I had actually been attending church with my mom at her church because my dad passed away very young. He was 49, and um, so my mom, once he had passed away, then she kind of got to where she was going to church. And to this day, she mm. still doesn't drive, you know. And so she would ride with somebody to church or mm. or whatever. And so we would attend you know, your, your bookends, your Christmas and your Easter bookends. Yeah. Cause she would ask us to, but it was never anything that, I don't know. We didn't feel compelled to go because it wasn't anything we grew up with. So then like September of 21, um, things got a little crazy for me, um, for a short period of time. And I thank God for that, but I really needed something I needed. Um, I had some mental health issues, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and so I reached out to her one day and just said, I, there's got to be something there. I need to reach on to something. I need to hold on to something. I need to do something different because what I'm doing now isn't working. And so I would attend with her. I went with her for probably five weeks or six weeks before I was out here for that weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was like I would write down the scriptures that, that the pastor would say, and I'd go home and I'd try to study them and I'd look at them up. But because it's never been part of who mm-hmm. I am, right. it's very confusing. It's very hard for me to to understand what they're saying or what I'm supposed to be getting. Yeah. And so, but I, I persevered. I kept going with her and my plan was just to go back, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when I got home that weekend and she actually came with me that day, she was here the day that we came also. And, but there was just something, there was something that, that I was looking for something in that relief, something that I needed when mm-hmm. I came here that day. Mm-hmm. And so after that, for several weeks after, I still went with her. Church at home starts at nine. So I was able to catch the second service online. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So I watched that for a little while. And then I just found that I felt like I was getting more from here online versus trying to go there and, right. and sit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I kind of miss sitting in that pew, but I it, it doesn't matter where I sit as long as I know that I'm getting something from it and I'm feeling, um, you know, like I'm being a, it's being purposeful for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's funny because you asked if it's grown with my family and it has, you know, Mm -hmm. Kaylin watches, she logs in every Sunday also. Sometimes she logs in just to say hi in the, group chat but she's actually sitting right next to me um but she feels That's like if, cute. if she doesn't say hi then people are going to think she isn't there so she'll log in and just to say hi um and then you know we have a neighbor, and that's a whole other story, but his name is Otis, and sometimes he comes, and when he stays at our home, you know, he'll often stay with us in the wintertime because his home is just a little shack, but uh-huh. um, in the wintertime, it's cold, so he'll sit, and he watches, too, Aww. and 
And so, yeah, it's kind of grown and it's fun because, you know, neither of our families, my husband or mine, you know, grew up in the church. And I find that, you know, he'll come into the, from the barn now and mm-hmm. to sit and watch and, yeah. um, you know, bring different things up that have been discussed in the sermons. So, wow. Yeah. So it's been fun. It's been fun to watch it grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, f- it's, I feel like it's been this huge sense of, I feel like I've found someplace I belong, even though it's seven years or seven hours away. Right. And um, so, yeah. Wow. And I think that's the, I mean, part of the misconception about online, like in general, Mm -hmm. like so online a long time ago started in the churches for a viewing experience for people that would miss a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we decided, when I went to Nick and said, hey, like I want to do online. I mean, I said, but I don't want to do online as a just a viewing experience for people who miss church like they're on vacation or Mm -hmm. they're somewhere else and like I want to give it opportunities to expand like places where like that like logistically you know it makes sense for you guys to do church in your home and you can do church in your home and it is viable just as viable as it is walking into a church on a Sunday morning you know and gives you opportunity to connect in ways that is real community, right? Like, yes. I mean, I think that's the other misconception that the only real community can happen if you're like this, mm-hmm. right? Right. But you have experienced what Nick was shooting for when we put all this together was you can't experience real community be online and sure. have real impact in that way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. exciting to hear you talk about that because I think there's this push for people that, well, if I'm not in a building, Mm -hmm. I'm not really going to church. And what you're saying, and I think this is helpful for people because especially as an example, when you go out West or when you go in a lot of rural communities, there's not a lot of choices. I mean, there's not a lot of opportunities, you know, so for you to even go to church, you have to drive hours. Like when we're, we're getting ready to go out to Montana next week. And so like when you're out in Montana, I mean, it's not like you just, drive 20 minutes down the road or 40 minutes down the road to a church, you know, Wow. but I mean, it's just not close yep. and you're in these very rural communities. And so online giving an opportunity for families or friends to mm-hmm. be able to come together and do church and have a real viable option to be connected with a community. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. So, and can you talk a little bit about, uh, to the small group, like you were saying, so, um, just so people know, so, that's the other thing we've been talking about right. is how do you create virtual community through small groups, mm-hmm. right? And yep. so I think you were one of our first ones. Yes. You were kind of the trial. Yes, she yeah. was the first one. <laughs> you know, for that. And yeah. Um, so Nick had gotten me set up with the Right Now app, and that's how we did small group yeah. was through that app. But, you know, I chose a study, um, and it was nice because it had a video, but it also gave me, like, a study guide so mm-hmm. I could at least prepare myself. And I told the ladies the very first night, like, I am not versed in the Bible. I am not, like, there's going to be somebody in this group that can do that a whole lot better than I mm-hmm. am. Like, I solely wanted to be that person to bring them together and and to learn from other people that I think would have had more experience in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I feel like that's, that's what we did. You know, I, I, her name was Lindsay Goss, G-O-S-S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, she was so good at mentoring throughout. Mm. Um, and she didn't, wasn't able to attend every night, but you know, she would give me her point of view on the scriptures that were in the study for the night. Like right. I could watch the video and I could give my opinion on what they were teaching me, but mm-hmm. I couldn't, 
I couldn't educate in the the Bible itself because right. I had never been educated in it myself. Mm. Right. Um, but I feel like bringing those people together and at least giving people that opportunity to to grow or to let me grow, you mm-hmm. know? So I was thankful for that for myself. Yeah. For sure. So can you talk a little bit about, so you said growing up, mm-hmm. like church was not an important part of your life. And then you, yep. you get to this place where you're like, I need something. Yep. Right? I think that's interesting though. So if church wasn't a part, when you got to that place where you felt like you needed something, mm-hmm. what was the draw to church? Like what was the draw? And then maybe what has God done since then? Cause you said Halloween of, 21 21 yeah. was 21 yep. to where you are today because i mean that's i mean that's pretty big to get to the point where you're like oh, i mean we didn't grow up in church not really involved in church and doing two i'm online now yeah. i'm inviting friends i'm doing an online study so can you kind of take us through that like you didn't grow up with it but there was this journey that's got you to the place sure. today sure as far as the online thing i'm always up for a good challenge i might not be good at it i'm, <laughs> I'm okay to be called out on that but um so growing up, and it wasn't that I, it wasn't, it, church wasn't something I even thought about because it just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was brought up in our home. It wasn't yeah. something, mm-hmm. whether you went or didn't go, it just wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, and then as I got older, there were a couple of times where, like when my dad passed away, he was very sick for a short period of time. And um, I had asked, you know, and, and and I don't know even then if I was talking to God. I was be, I I didn't say that's what I was doing. I was just basically hoping for a sign, mm-hmm. something to mm-hmm. say it's time to let him go or it's time to keep him here. Mm-hmm. And I got that that day. Mm-hmm. And in my eyes, you know, when I got that sign to say, <clears throat> you know, it's time to take him off life support, it was this huge wash of relief. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. I can remember the nurse. Like it was yesterday um, and, you know, the information she gave me that made me realize it's time to talk to my mom. My mom, um, you know, she moved right out from her home to with my dad and getting married. And so she's always been, she's never been super independent. Wow. Um, And so in my mind, you know, I have this huge sign or whatever that it's time to Mm -hmm. take him off that life support. And I honestly thought it was because he was going to make it. Because he was our breadwinner. You know, he worked three jobs. We grew up very poor. Um, and he's the one who kept us going. And so I thought, well, how can he just be taken away? Because that's not how this can work. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen if that were to happen. And so when that sign came, and then he ended up passing away, it wasn't It wasn't like I was mad at God because it wasn't him that I was asking anything for. Yeah. You know, I was like, holy moly, what do we do from here? Yeah. I was young. My siblings were even younger. Um, my brother was still in high school. And, um, and so I think throughout life, there's been a couple of times like that where, you know, God is like hitting you in the head saying, Nope, this is where you need to be. But because of my, my ignorance and the fact that I wasn't brought up in that, Mm -hmm. it wasn't what I saw that as, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you, you fast forward um, many years, I've got my kiddos, um, we transfer schools, my youngest was in fifth grade, my oldest was in eighth grade, when we pulled them out of the school that they were in and put them in another public school about a half hour away, which is connected to a community, Houghton community. And I don't know, if it's a Houghton college, it's another Christian college, mm. it's very little, mm. um, but of course, their community goes, if, if they don't go to the private school there, they go to Fillmore School, which is mm-hmm. our, our public school. And but I found a lot of people there who, um, you know, I, they were just what I would call churchy people. They mm-hmm. went to church a lot. They they weren't afraid to talk to you about God or this mm-hmm. or say, you know, we'll pray for you, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And I was okay with it. It didn't, it wasn't, I was indifferent to it, but I saw things in people there that I hadn't seen, you know, um, in my, you know, a couple of times when I had gone with my mom to church, I would know people who had been going to church their whole life, but they weren't very nice. I yeah. Think to myself. Yes. Yeah. I'd be like, say things or do things. And I would be yeah, like, you didn't want to be like that. You know, I just, I was thinking to myself, I don't understand how, like, I don't know how this whole Christian thing works because mm-hmm. I've never been taught it, but I'm pretty sure this isn't it. And so, you know, I was, I would just stayed away. I just shied away from it. Um, and then when my tailor got sick, um, she had her first surgery, I think senior year fall mm. winter I don't wow. know 2020 it was in 2020 just before COVID I think I don't know it was it feels like it all ran together I had the best group of community from our school who on the day of her initial surgery she had a tumor and we had to have mm. removed and it came back but um like just reach out to me and you know they they prayed for me and they prayed over me and the wow. messages and I just at that point in time there was like this little glimmer in my head that said you know, I, I, am I missing something? Am I uh-huh. not, you know? And so from there, um, a lot of Taylor's closest friends, you know, they grew up in the church. And and so we met parent friends, you know, just because of her and travel mm-hmm. sports and things. And and um, so I, I started to get exposed to that a little bit more. And I started to find people who didn't have those negative feelings that I felt like I was getting from some other people that I just met in general, you mm-hmm. know? And so um, I work with this lady who she lives in Houghton also. She's a PA. And one day um, we were talking about my neighbor that I said lives in a shack. And, you know, we've kind of taken him under our wing. And, mm-hmm. and she said, you know, she says, you might not call yourself a Christian and you don't not talk that talk, but you definitely walk that walk. I just want mm. you to know that. Mm. And so from that point forward, I just feel like I've gravitated this way. Yeah. And, and then when I was, I had... Um, some, like I said, some issues in the fall of 21. And I knew at that point in time that reaching out to those friends, you know, and they'd pray with me, I needed to go someplace where I could at least try and figure that out. And so that's why I went with my mom. I felt more comfortable with her than going with you know, yeah. people to their church, not knowing anybody there. Cause I went to the church right downtown and there's like literally 10 people that go to that <laughs> church and I know all of them, you know? Yeah. So I was more comfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. going there. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's how I ended up. And then that day I came here and Taylor spoke. There was just something that resonated in me that day. And that's how I ended up to keep coming back. And yeah. you asked, you know, what has changed since then? And I think the biggest thing that has changed is my sense of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I can find that, you know, I can I can sit and I can talk to God now and feel like I know what I'm supposed to do, or at least mm-hmm. the answers you know, mm-hmm. whether they're what I'm looking for or not, I feel like I can, whatever comes at me, I I can at least, I, I can get there with a sense of peace. And like, I'm supposed to be, you know, at least walking this, this Christian life, even though I'm not quite educated in it yet, because right. in my mind, you know, I can see what that life is supposed to be like and how you're supposed to be with people and how you're supposed to, you know, give back and love mm-hmm. people. And I don't know if that makes any sense or if I'm just yeah. rambling, but, um, I think that's the biggest thing. Well, I, I mean, I think that's a, I mean, that's a pretty obvious transformation though. Yes. Like, I mean, to be at a place where it's like, because I, I think that's more common than people think. Just grow up mm-hmm. indifferent, not around it, not against it, not for it, just not around it. Yeah. Right. Like that. And that God allows certain things to happen in our lives that are essentially like, Hey, you know, some yeah. of the things you described, you know, like, Hey, 
I'm here, you Knock know, in. I want to want to talk, want to be around. Right. And then to the place mm-hmm. now where, you know, you're on that journey. And yes. can you speak to any, like, have there been certain moments where, like, through messages or through certain things that have happened that you've been like, wow, this is a real indication that, like, God is real, Jesus is in my life, and these things have been other than the peace part of it? Have there been other pieces you've been like, yeah, this is starting to make more sense? So I don't think there's been anything that's been huge that I've been like, oh, my goodness, you know. Um, But I I feel like my transition and getting to where I'm at now has been very slow. Mm -hmm. Um, I pray every day that I can find a community at home Mm -hmm. also so -hmm. that I can, there's going to come a day like when our little Evelyn, um, our grandbaby, we want her to be in a church. Mm -hmm. I feel like she needs that. And so um, I don't know if there's been anything that's been like that aha moment where I've been like, yes, but I can say that this, the transition has been slow, but it's also been, you know, when I do find things are hard um, and praying, you know, for clarity on certain things, whether it's for myself mm-hmm. or for a friend, you know, who just went through some some traumatic um, experiences um, and being able to pray to somebody and ask somebody for at least clarity mm. for myself to be able to support them and right. feel like I've been given that to feel like even if it's not exactly what I'm supposed to do, at least I have the grace. I've been given the grace to try and fumble my way through that. Um, and at least be able to feel like I can support in some way. Hmm. So I wish there was like a, that big aha moment. Oh no! And again, I'm, um, I'm not even saying like everybody has to have yeah. this, like I was here and it's completely different. I, I mean, I just think does. that there are, I always call them stakes in the ground. Like they're just stakes in the ground that someday when you look back, you're going to be like, oh, that and this time. And as I was growing slow or fast, it's like these are some things that like, wow, this made a difference. And this was something that changed. And so, yeah, I was just curious if there were some of those things. There isn't. There isn't. Um, I enjoy, you know, daily trying to to navigate my day, you know, I work, I'm a nurse. And so some days are so trying, <laughs> I bet. Um, you know, and so they, I know that now, you know, looking back, most of those days I would be more aggravated with people, you know, where now I feel like I have more empathy, which I know sounds terrible as coming from a nurse. I really should <laughs> yeah. be empathetic, but sometimes you're just like, uh, yeah, people are trying moly. Um, and so I, I feel like my, my view on things are just different, you know, yeah. so it gives me more more grace for people anymore. So yeah. after nursing for 25 years, sometimes wow. it's, it's a little crazy. So yeah, here's an off the subject question, okay. but I just want to pick your brain. Okay. <laughs> so what do you think about the idea of house churches? So, you know, you said you want to find a church someday. What do you think about the idea of mm-hmm. your home? You know, so you, you listen to a message and then there's a group of people that come and listen together. And then you guys are, a community of people doing church together. I think that's a great idea. I I like that idea. Um, I think that that would be good for a lot of people. You know, they'd be, they'd feel more comfortable maybe sitting in a home versus going to a church where they might not feel that they're as welcome. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would be a good starting point for people. I think, I think that would be um, something that a lot of people might be able to at least 
get started on right. their journey, you know, right. and, and feel like it's not maybe as intimidating as mm-hmm. walking into a church or sitting in a pew mm-hmm. with a bunch of people that they're not really sure. Because obviously if you're coming to my home, you know me somehow. You right. Know, right. There's that connection already. Right. And so I think that that may be a good way to get somebody started in realizing, you know, yeah. that. Because that's what we're trying to explore, you know, for for people just like you, you're far away but feel connected. Yep. How do we help, like, maybe even the next step, you know, the next step of saying, like, how can we equip them to mm-hmm. be able to do not just themselves online, but how do we help those people create a house church type environment? Yep. And and we're still in the process of talking, is it viable? Is it something they would really want? Is it something that's helpful? And how can life church help in that process you know that those are the things that so i was just curious for you you know in the area you're at you've been watching online what would that you know if you think that that's a viable thing yeah based upon what you're doing today i mean she's already kind of doing it with otis like you've got one yeah so (laughs) i mean it sounds like it yeah and i know like just say like people from with like my husband for Mm -hmm. instance you know he grew up in friendship and so a lot of those people you know he's known for for many years and so for somebody like him maybe he's not as comfortable going to that church only because he doesn't want to look be looked at as oh, no, all of a sudden you're showing up or whatever. Yeah, right. but sometimes I feel like people are like, oh, I'm so happy you're here. And then they wonder why. Why are yes. you here now? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. You know, right. and so for somebody like him who might not be quite as comfortable going into the church yet, mm-hmm. but at least to get their feet wet per se to to get them to at least experience a sermon and see if something starts to resonate and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, pull them in that way. Yeah, because I think that, I mean, we've always explored the both in because we think both have viability. Like we think that doing church like we do yep. is important, but we also think that there's, you know, an, an ability to do it at a smaller level, you know, inside of a, a home, you know. Mm-hmm. And yep. so we're just praying and exploring, like, what does it look like and how can life church come alongside of people and help them be able to do it because I think you have to be diverse. I think moving forward, if we're going to continue to reach people, right, you're going to just have to be diverse. And I don't think uh, for a younger generation, it's even that big a deal to watch it on a screen. Right. Which seems weird to me, but like, I don't think it's weird for them to sit there and watch it and participate and feel like Mm -hmm. they're a part of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So would you have any advice for us as from a viewing experience standpoint, as a person who watches online, how to better support people who are watching online? Um, I guess, I don't know if I would have any advice. You know, I feel like the community online really interacts well. Mm -hmm. And so I really like that. Um, you know, and, and I look forward, there are certain people that will, you know, they'll say hello to me. It's just like when you walk into a building, yeah, you know, right. and like so being, they'll see that church. I'm already logged in and they, you know, they will already say hello. So um, for me personally, I think right now I'm, everything's going well, Good. but maybe it's because I haven't had much experience, you know, but yeah. I enjoy, you know, getting to know people at least virtually and making those connections. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. I have a question. Yeah. So Taylor, how did she, beside, was it her friend that had found Huntington and why did she choose a Christian school. Yep. So Taylor's best friend from high school had a connection to HU via the soccer coach. And I don't know, Mike and I talked this a little bit about this um, before we started. I'm not sure that connection. He was connected to Houghton College mm-hmm. in New oh. York somehow. I don't know if he was a coach there and I don't know if she went to camp. 
but there was a connection prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how she ended up out here her freshman year. Okay. So Riley came to Indiana her freshman year, which was the fall of 2020. So mm-hmm. we're talking, you know, they started college during COVID. Taylor stayed in New York um, and she did go to college. It was very, we were still very shut down. And so it was kind of a lonely thing. She met, she talked to Riley all the time over FaceTime and <laughs> social media or whatever and met some people out here. Um, finished up freshman year in New York, and then New York decided that all New York state schools required the COVID vaccine to attend. Wow, and, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, and so she chose not to. She didn't want to do that, and we knew we had to figure something else out. Because yeah. even virtually, if you even if you didn't go to campus, they required the COVID vaccine. That's ridiculous. And so that's how she ended up out here um, because of Riley. You know, mm. Riley was already out here, so we talked to admissions here. She had changed majors that year also. Um, what are we looking at as far as a time frame? You know, what credits can we transfer over? And so she's really worked her tail off these last couple of years so to make sure she still graduates in wow. this coming spring. Um, she started off as a business major and ended up with a social psych major. So, um, <laughs> Whoa, social psych. And... Um, so, yeah, so she's really worked her tail off. She's done summer classes every year. She's done, you know, between 18 and 19 credits each oh semester um, and has done very well. And so that's how she ended up at HU okay. because of Riley and they didn't require the, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. And I said to Mike, at least out here, we knew she knew one person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so at least that made it a little bit better because seven hours isn't far until you send your your last child. Your seven baby. Hours away. Yeah. So, and then it mm. makes it a little harder. So have you seen a change in her since she's been here, like with her relationship with God? Yes, for sure. So because it was non-existent before. So like I said, when she was going to school in high school, a lot of her friends went to like the bigger church in our area. And so she had been exposed to it greatly, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had said to her because the school she attended in New York was not a Christian school. And I'd asked her, you know, how do you feel about this? You know, you have to take your theology classes. You have to. Mm you know, X, Y, and Z. And her answer was simple. It was, you know, mom, we don't know anything about it, but I guess there isn't any reason not to learn about it and Mm. make our decision from there. So, um, but she's kind of a strong-willed girl. So (laughs) she, uh, yeah, strong-willed's a good answer. (laughs) Babies. (laughs) The babies of the family are. Yeah. She's got red hair. I don't know. That's That has a lot to do with it too. Something to do with that. But, um, so yeah, she came out here and I have seen a huge growth in her. Um, she volunteers at the Love Works program in wow. at the chapel in Fort Wayne. Uh-huh. And she absolutely loves that. Um, she does quite often Bible studies with her friends at school. That's and, amazing. You know, it was all it was all her doing. You know, yeah. it wasn't anything that we That's said cool. this is probably something you should participate in. Yeah. So yep. And you know, Kaylin at home, like I said, she attends every Sunday with me, whether she's at her house or mm-hmm. sitting next to me. So mm. Yeah. The trickle effect that it has. Like yes. if she wouldn't have, if Taylor wouldn't have come here, like where would you be? You know what For I mean? Sure. I see in your life a lot of moments where God had his hand in and you said it was a long process. And I feel like that might have had to have been that way for you to get where you are today. Sure. Yep. It's just neat to see that. Yep. Yeah. So, so if you could go back and give your 18 year old self advice, mm. would you? Do you have any advice for your 18-year-old <laughs> self or maybe to younger people? Yeah, just do you have any advice? Yes, that- for sure. So I think my biggest advice, um, you know, 18, 20, whatever, yeah. that age group, you know, my biggest advice, especially to my girls now that I'm here, that where mm-hmm. I'm at, is, you know, never 
never be afraid to be that person that goes and makes yourself acquaintances or friends with the person that doesn't seem to be in crowd. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think my yeah. girls are very good at that. Um, but I think that's my biggest piece of advice is that, yeah. you know, you guys bring people here because everybody has a story and I believe that that story has shaped them to where they are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those stories are battles that they're fighting. Yep. Mm-hmm. So my biggest advice is to never look at somebody by their cover. Yeah. And I wish I had known that more growing up, hmm. you know? Um, and I think that sometimes, you know, going you ever see those memes that, you know, everybody's running towards, running away, and there's one person going the opposite direction. He seems like the crazy one. When you see <laughs> yeah. that cliff ahead of them. You know, sometimes you need to be that person going in the opposite yeah. direction yeah. To, to stand up for what you believe in. And uh, it, you might not always be agreed with, but if you're standing up for what you believe in, then I think that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. good. Most influential person in your life? My husband. Oh, okay. yeah. My sweet. husband is the greatest person. Um, you know, I don't know where we'd be without him. He stands by me, even through my crazy times. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't talk a lot about my little mental health issue in the fall, but without him, I don't know where I'd be. Mm. You know, um, he's the hardest working person who has the biggest heart and loves his family more than anything. Mm. And if if there's a day that I can be anywhere near as as great as he is with our family, it would be, it'd be a good day. Wow. So awesome. Yeah. How did he help you through that time? So I think, you know, I, it was, it was a solid three weeks that I had a real um, mental health issue. It, I canceled a vacation and I was glad I had wow. scheduled because I needed that time at home. Mm. Yeah. You know? But it was, you know, whatever I needed in that day, even though he'd still go to work, it was, he just, he never doubted me. He never said, you know, you just need to get beyond this. He never made me feel like the point where I was absolutely losing my mind yes. that I was losing my mind. Right. You right. Know, he, yeah. he supported me. He, mm. it didn't matter, you know? And so he truly is, you know, he's just the best. So, wow. That's yeah. amazing. What's his name? Shane. Shane. Great job. Good job, you know Shane. <laughs> and I have to say, so he said, so when you talk to Mike, let him know when we come to Indiana, he doesn't come very often. <laughs> We need to see his farm. Oh, I, honestly, this whole time you were talking, I'm like, I'm making a trip to New York. Oh my. I want to see your farm. Do farmers want to see each other's oh. farms? That's the whole thing I'm thinking about. She keeps describing it, and I'm like, I want to drive to New York. Is this a thing? Like, just to see Like, it. I want to see your farm just because, like, you're interested? I just interested. love to watch other people's operate. I think it's... Because like, you I'm love fa- what you do? Or I'm what? I'm fascinated by how other people do things like Mm. i'm fascinated by dairy farms i'm fascinated by walking on to people just the way that other people do things i'm completely fascinated by because you want to get better right that's what you're just just that connection it is yeah it's hard to explain when you live a farming lifestyle you can only relate those people can only relate with each other like there's something about like when you sit down with a, a guy that's Farmer. Worked on a dairy farm. A guy that's worked with animals mostly. Yeah. Like it's a, you have a different connection and understand things that nobody else can understand. Like what? We just try us. Try everybody that's not a farmer. I think that part of it is knowing 
like the work that goes into it and the chance of it falling apart in a heartbeat, you Mm -hmm. know, a fire or something, you know, that could just pull. I think that's a lot of it. I think you feel connected. Like you get it. We know what it's like to be up at five o'clock in the morning, you know, to do chores or, you know, when it's snowing and blowing and we get some snow in New York, you know, and you still have those animals. I don't know. I think it's just that work ethic part of it. And you're a nurse. There's a big respect level for me. So as a man towards a guy like Shane, there's a respect because I know when you have those kinds of animals that there's, I mean, one thing that farmers know with animals, Mm -hmm. you're going to be up every single day because they they don't take care of themselves. Like right. you're going to be out there and you're going to work through the hard times and you're going to, it's never, animal farming's never easy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's always a struggle, you yeah. know, and it's not like you're making these huge financial gains at any point, you for know, sure. in it, you do it because of the love. And there's just a respect for guys that know that getting up every single day, 3 30 4 5 o'clock in the morning doing your chores going to work doing other things so that and just to see it like mm-hmm. i'm fascinated how other people do it i mean i think it's it's fun yeah to see I those agree. things so. is it like when he does occasionally come to indiana he's probably only out here a couple of times a year um but if taylor has something going on and we're waiting for her to get done or whatever uh-huh. You know, we try to find back roads in Indiana, and I don't even know where. Like, how do you find a back road in Indiana? <laughs> They're not. <laughs> it's They're like all... four lane highways, and then you might take a right. But that's what we do. Like, uh-huh. we'll drive. He'll, he just wants to meander. You know, we just yeah. meander and look for little farms and drive by. It's I don't know. It's a weird yeah. Thing, when you but... guys come out next, give me a call because. Uh, so, you know, my wife passed away a couple of years ago, yes. so I got remarried, yes. and my wife now, Sarah, her family owns a small dairy, and, okay. you know, so, yeah, we should just get together, and yep. we can go around. That and- was his big thing. He's like, I don't care what else you talk about. He says, I don't care what you tell him, but just make sure you let him know I need to see Mike's farm, um, and I was yeah. like, so amazing. Oh yeah. No, I would love it. It'd be fun to get together and hang out, and, yep. yeah, so when but, you guys are down next, yeah, awesome. get my number, and... Yeah, we'll hook up and Perfect. go driving He'll around. I'm the same way. We Sundays we just meander around on yeah. your four by four. No, we just get in a vehicle so and just fun. go driving around and looking at other people's. Because there on are Sundays? parts of yeah. Sometimes in the afternoon <laughs> after I take a nap, <laughs> after take I'm a nap. done preaching, I'm like, I, for whatever reason, after I preach, I'm never. I could work yeah. from three a.m. till. 8 o'clock at night it's on the different. farm, and after I'm done preaching, it's the most exhausting thing. It's <laughs> mentally. Ever. I have no idea yeah. why that is. Because you give it all out when you're preaching. That's I don't why. Know. It's ministry. Yeah. Yes. But when it's done, then 10. we get up. I mean, sometimes we'll just go drive around. Because there are some back roads, back places. Really? In Indiana that are just a square mile. Huh. Yeah. I mean, nor, I mean, there's. you would think that everything's just, it's everything's in a square mile. But no, if you get into some other places it's rolling hills and you can get into some backstone roads in Indiana? Onto some mud roads yeah huh. take you into the amish country like oh, over where yeah. i grew up there's lots of amish farms mm-hmm. and yeah so no we can we can go on a tour there you go <laughs> <laughs> so did you our get in was actually an amish farm that yeah that's what you said yeah. which Wait, I what? Think cool, our but... farm was an amish farm and we when we purchased it so we had to gut the whole house and wire it and oh my gosh yeah yeah because they were like straight Amish because I know there's some <laughs> well there's like some that what like is... can drive cars or some that can work. They're the non-straight Amish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those yes. are probably you know more I mean, Mennonites though. like Mennonites. Oh okay. And, yeah. Yeah. So what was the house like? 
It was very little. And we said since day one, we purchased the property for the barn and not the house. Uh-huh. So is that how it um, normally is? Yeah. Yeah. The house, it was just a basic house. It was really little. Um, we basically kept the same floor plan. We just pulled everything out, you know, and rewired everything. And we, some indoor plumbing. Some yeah. indoor plumbing was great. Um, it was fun. We had, so when we finally signed our paperwork, my girls hadn't even seen the inside of the house. We actually had a really hard time getting the Amish out of the house. What? Like they wouldn't leave. And they For sold months. it to you? In months. It was their son. And so finally my husband said it was February and we had signed paperwork before Christmas. <gasps> and so he had just said, you know, I have a dumpster showing up Monday morning and you can stay if you want to stay, but we're going to start ripping out walls. Yeah. And they oh, left. Wow. And I was like, goodness gracious, we should have done that two months ago. That sounds terrible. But <laughs> I was like, we just want to get started wow, on this yeah. house. Because at that time, then we had two mortgages. We were paying at our yeah. downtown. We were oh, my farm. Yeah. Um, so we took possession finally on a Friday and we took our girls in. So they could see the inside of the house. And Shane, we'd already had an electric pole set um, by the electric company, you know. And um, so he run wires to the electric pole so that we had flood lamps in there. Wow. And he hooked up a, a propane furnace and just run the, the propane wires out the window and yeah. hooked it to a propane tank. And then that Saturday night, we had a little get together with a bunch of our friends and their kids. And, you know, they wrote on the walls and they mm. started yeah. pulling them apart. So, yeah. Yeah. How fun. But, Was there any like thing cool that, was unusual for us that you saw in the house like any contraption or secret door or, i think the only I thing know. that i would say stuck out is they're like they can their hamburger and that just grossed me out ew uh, it just looked terrible yeah so there were some cans but no nothing really it canned it like, in the fridge no, you know like a canning it. like a jar like and a left it out normally like, like yeah it's just like, like you, you do chicken you can can chicken raw no, you cook, cook it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. It just looked weird. And so, but no, they didn't really leave much behind when they left. They finally just took everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've built it up since then. You know, we've added a great room and my husband built a new shop. So it's kind of Look neat. at that. And he's handy. Yeah. He is handy. He's the handiest guy. Yep. Oh, you're just so excited to meet him. No, oh, I know. <laughs> to have a farm date, you all. Well, I mean, when we bought the house, when people come and look at the house now where Sarah and I live, they're uh-huh. like, well, what made you decide to buy this? I'm like, the barns i mean i don't the house is the house to me but yep. having two 50 by 150 foot barns whoa like, yeah, two of them that's why there's we, two of whoa them. we purchased and we have the best view i think in allegheny county but like the top of our hay field we can actually see two towns over that's where my wow. daughter's wedding was at um you can you can just see forever as a matter of fact where her wedding was at for uh, my birthday this year, Kaylin, my oldest daughter, had found this lady that she hand paints on the cover of Bibles. And so wow. she painted the view of our farm from where she got married. Wow. And the cover awesome. of this Bible. And it's just, it's beautiful. Wow. Cool. It's, it's really a pretty place. But. Yeah. Good. All Any right, questions? question time. Yes. These guys are what made me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from Emily Miller. Since she lives on a beef farm, in her opinion, what is the best cut of steak? So probably unpopular opinion. I'm not a big steak girl. I'd much rather have a good burger. There mm. you go. I feel you. Yep. I feel you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I don't like steak. Yep. Yeah. Um, maybe strip steak It would be if I had to choose, but I'm more of a burger. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cheeseburger. I like cheeseburger. Mm. Yeah. So favorite burger place? Home. Home. How, what? Like home? home? home oh, cooking. like your house? Oh, yeah. got you. Okay. That's yeah, we me. very rarely eat beef if we're out and about. Really? Yeah. Does very it rare. taste bad? Just different. How does McDonald's taste you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat What about Wendy's? No. Nope. If you were going to eat out at a burger place, 
Which one would you choose? I would probably choose McDonald's only because I would eat their chicken sandwich. No, no, you have to eat a burger. You have to eat no, a burger. She's saying I'm not think, eating beef. I can't somewhere tell else. you. I, I can't tell you if I've ever or when if the last if time I've ever had a hamburger at McDonald's. Um, wow. But yeah, it's just different. And now that we've raised our own chicken, you can feel like you can you can just taste the difference. Oh, I bet. So, I bet. Now yeah. once you eat your own food, it's when you go out to eat, there's no comparison. Yep. It's, you're just always a little disappointed. It could be good. You know, I'm sure every bit place is good. You're just a little bit like, really? It's not quite as good as home. Well, plus there's something about like, this is something I raised, killed, and eating. Yes. I mean, that's the other part of well, it. Well, that's cool. And my <laughs> Caitlin is a way. huge like gardener too, you know? So she, he has a huge garden. And so a lot of our vegetables, you know, we'll can. Wow. Um, yeah, see, I want to go more now. And yeah, you do. She. Like the homesteaders in New York. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Perfect. Most people are going to envision like high rises, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tammy Dennis, what does she love about being a girl mom? What do I love about being a girl mom? What do you love about being a girl mom? I love the fact that not only do I only have two girls, they're two completely different girls. And mm. I, so I kind of have the best of both worlds. Kaylin has always grown up. She's our farm girl. She's our, our mm. she'll never leave the farm. She mm -hmm. loves that place. And that girl has a heart of gold um, and she will do anything for anybody, hmm. but she's also our biggest tomboy, you know, and um, yeah. she loves to hunt and she loves to fish. Mm -hmm. um, she's not opposed to harvesting our own animals. And, you know, and Taylor is, is not, I don't want to say she's her polar opposite because she's not, you know, mm -hmm. she loves to be outside. She doesn't, she's not your girly girl who cares about getting money, but she does mm -hmm. like to dress up and she does like to do you know, the, the fancy clothes and the hair. Um, and Taylor too, like once she loves you, she loves you hard. Mm. She's very hard. She's a hard, hard shell to crack. Mm. Um, but an unbreakable one once you do. She, yeah. And she will, she will stand up to you for you until the end of this world. You know, like That's she awesome. just, um, yeah, but she'll call you out if you're wrong too. Yeah. She doesn't. That's care. a good thing. Yeah, that's like, the red we always, hair in her. We always wondered why she. No, that was Taylor, uh, right? Taylor, Taylor oh. has red hair. One, yeah, Taylor's yeah. with the red hair. Yeah. she's the HU student. We always said, oh, I don't know why you have so many friends, Taylor, because you are brutal. So, <laughs> you know, so, wow, uh, honestly brutal, and it's you know she's never. She's usually not off target either. But yeah. It's just the things that we don't usually want to say out loud that she'll call you out. Yes. Yeah. Blunt. So, yeah. Yes, that's totally typical. Mm -hmm. So that's right. what I love. I love the fact that, you know, I have those moments and I like that they come to me for things, um, you know, just simple things. You know, Kaylin, now that she has a little girl, mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll call. She called yesterday morning before church or I'm sorry, Sunday morning before church. And she was like, you know, we went to a birthday party last night and. I let Evelyn play on a blanket by herself while Kyle and I were playing cornhole, and now I feel bad. Like, was I feeling <laughs> her out, you know? So yeah. She's just such a caring girl. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Good. All right. From Karen Bennett, she says, assuming that she joins online, does she find local ways for fellowship with other believers, and does she feel a family connection to Life Church? Yeah, so she already answered that. Yeah, one, yeah. So, yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, last one, and it is Gina Van Meter. She says, welcome to the podcast. I see you're a Nana also. Second best title in life, a God, child of God is always first. Enjoy the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And those are our questions. Well, hold on a second. What? Do you have a gift? You brought us a gift. Who did? You did? I did. You brought yes, us a, a gift? New New York gift. Yes. <gasps> what is it? 
Oh, she can explain it. Oh, this yum. Is what, this is yes. What she got for oh, my gosh. So, is that strawberry oh, poppy seed? No. <laughs> <laughs> strawberry sauce? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, it looks like strawberries. They're not strawberries. Oh. Never mind. No, they're, they're jalapeno peppers. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, so this is called. So, I wanted to bring something a little original to not only New York, but to where, like, local where I'm from. So, I grew yes. up in Cuba, New York, which is just the next town over for our, I live in friendship currently. And this is called spunky sauce. And spunky sauce. Yes, it's kind of, it's a little bit hot, but it's like a hot, creamy, it's hard to explain. Um, there's a festival in Cuba called the Garlic Festival. And so when you participate as a vendor, you need something to do with garlic there. The and Garlic so Festival? This, yeah, uh, so now we got, what's it called? This, it's called spunky. the original spunky sauce. The spunky the sauce. Spunky and we got three sauce. bottles to share. So, so the three of us, she brought us a gift from Ooh. New York. Thank you. Yeah, so so what do you welcome. suggest that we put it on? What's Everything. your favorite thing? Everything. French but what's fries. your favorite? Like French, French fries? Yeah. Yes. She said, can't eat French fries. Why? Because I'm on the fatty diet, remember? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only eating meat right now. Put it now. on a baked potato. <laughs> I can't eat. That's, oh. I can't eat carbs. Put it on a steak, then. That's I'm going to be. I'm going to well, eat. Well, that's probably carbs. Huh? That's probably carbs. It doesn't matter. Okay, Sauces we can't talk matter. about yes. it. Yes, yes. Just yeah. sauce. So, but yeah, so he made it for that, and it's just, it kind of grew up for him from there. And Wow. Um, a funny story, when my Caitlin showed at our local county fair, which last night we went to the Wabash County Fair. Yeah. It's really little. Like, I was anticipating something bigger, but it's like the size of our little fair, so I felt like we were home a Aww. little bit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Were you there last night? I was. Yeah, yeah. so was I. Were you? Yeah, Aww, we went there last you guys night. missed each other. Um, so our big thing to do fair week at our fair was Kaylin showed all week and her shows were over on Friday. So Saturdays, of course, we weren't allowed to take our horses until the whole fair was open. Mm. I don't know how some of them work, but mm -hmm. so Saturday is usually the biggest day at the fair because it's a demolition derby and you yep. see all kinds of kinds. And so we would get French fries and little bowls of spunky sauce before they sold it in the stores. And we would just sit outside our horse stalls and watch Aww. people, oh, people watch. Yeah, tonight's <laughs> so. the rodeo. That's what I'm going to tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. In Wabash at the fair. Wear my cowboy hat, feel like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. will just have the time of oh, your life. Oh, I love it. You're excited. Yeah, yeah. it was I mean, fun. We just drove out after Taylor got out of work. And yeah. Yeah. Aww. So. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you again. Thanks yes. for making time again. Thanks for broadening our horizons. I mean, giving us an opportunity to get a view into like church online and what's going on with your family and just everything, you know, that you guys are doing there. And we'll continue to pray that we can be helpful, you know, to you guys through a, online. We thank you for being a campus pastor mm -hmm. and being a part of, Absolutely. again, helping us understand how to continue to get the word out, do the best we can to support community and the furthering of Jesus Christ and his name and, yeah. you know, things out there. So thanks for being on. And we just mm -hmm. thank, thank you for time. Thanks for, for the sure. gift. Yes. yes. I hope you guys yeah. like it. I hope you guys like it. And Shane, when you're out here, yep. look, look me up. We, <laughs> we got to go driving around for a while. Yeah. Our wives right. can hang out, and we'll go drive around looking at farms sure. the whole time. He'd love so, it. He'd yeah. love it. Good. Well, again, give the... Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the texting that we just did, the questions that I just asked were from our texting group, and we send out a text each week that has the person that's going to be on the podcast, and we basically have a bio for them, and we want you to come up with questions. So we do this every week, and if you are not on it, then we want you to go ahead and text podcast to... 260-408-8383. And if you are on it, thank you so much for sending us questions each, each week. That's so amazing. Yeah.
Good. Yeah, text podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, if when Jenny puts this out on Thursday, make sure you like, share. Um, if you guys are online, again, you yeah. know, reach out and uh, say hi. And yes, now you can great. put a face with the name. And uh, again, make sure that you share, you know, this out there with people. Comment, like, go on our YouTube. We'd love to have feedback there. But mm -hmm. again, so thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.